I woke up with this red, swollen face. It, it, it looked like I had a chemical peel. Oh, no! Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to Ask the Beauty Advisor. This is your host, Deanna Lynn. I'm a licensed esthetician and certified health coach. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my experience and give you some tips on how to do a facial cupping. Recently, I was wanting to add a new treatment to my facial menu. As a longtime skincare pro, I was getting kind of tired of doing the same things. I'd kind of let myself get into a rut by doing the same facial treatments. They worked, and I was comfortable doing them. But I was getting a little bored, and I knew if I was getting bored, my clients were probably getting bored too. I wanted to add a new and exciting treatment to my facial services. However, I really didn't want to have to go to some overpriced, expensive two- or three-day training or buy some overpriced, bulky equipment. I don't really remember exactly how I came across facial cupping. In the past, I had worked for a short time with an herbalist who was doing a lot of body cupping, so I knew what cupping was. But on the face, well, hmm... Doing facial cupping? Doing cupping on the facial skin? Well, I really hadn't heard much about that. I was very intrigued by the idea because I knew that body cupping left these ugly, round bruises all over the body. I couldn't imagine anybody wanting those marks on their face. Clients want big results with little to no downtime, right? I learned that even though facial cupping is a powerful treatment, when done right, there shouldn't be any bruises or marks left on the face. I began watching videos on the art of facial cupping. It looked easy enough to do and was said to be very relaxing for the client. So I got some advice from some of the professionals who had been doing the cupping facials for a long time. They recommended a certain cupping kit to get started with. I found the recommended kit on Amazon. It was very inexpensive, so I put a link in the show notes. If you click on that link, you can check out the very same kit that I bought. You can click on that link and check it out while listening to today's episode. Now, before I perform any new treatment or recommend any new products to my clients, I always first like to test them on myself. And like I said before, I started watching videos and learning as much as I could about how to give a cupping facial. Then I started to practice the learned techniques on myself. Well, in all honesty, it wasn't as easy as it looked. It was really awkward at first. It does take some practice. The first time I did a cupping facial on myself, it left me with some blotchy red marks on my face for a week. I mean, they were easily covered up with my makeup, so it was no big deal because my all-over facial skin did look like I had taken in a breath of fresh oxygen. It was glowing. The instruction says to do a cupping, a treatment once a week for about six to eight weeks for best results. 
So then the following week, I did a second treatment to myself. This time it was a lot easier and it didn't leave any red marks on my face. However, and this is important information, before I went to bed that night, a few hours later, I applied a very low 2% retinal serum and moisturizer to my face. Now, this was hours later after I had done the cupping facial. My face wasn't even red from the cupping. But I woke up the next morning with a slightly swollen red face. I thought, wow, this is weird. It looks like I've had a chemical peel. I specialize in peels, and I've done thousands of them. So I know exactly how the skin reacts to them. And sure enough, my skin got dry, tight, itchy, and after a few days, it began to flake and peel. It was then that I really realized how powerful cupping can be. It's a powerful treatment that can really intensify any topical ingredient you put on the face after the cupping treatment. It had intensified this mild 2% retinal serum into a chemical peel. And I'm just really glad I didn't put anything any stronger on my face. After a week of peeling, my skin did, I have to say, I had the most perfect complexion. My skin was more evenly toned, it was firmer, and everybody was telling me I was glowing all over. I'm really surprised that something that looked like a gentle, relaxing treatment could be so effective just by running some cups over your face. And I couldn't wait to start sharing the treatment with my clients. Cupping done right is a very safe treatment. You just want to be careful what you put on your face after you do a cupping. The cups themselves are shaped like cones. If you think about those cones, those orange cones you see on the highway when they're doing construction, they look exactly like that, only miniaturized. They're a miniature version of those highway cones. That can create a suction and glide gently over your skin. You really need to apply a facial oil first so that the cones can, or cones or cups can move across the face smoothly. Let's go ahead and get into the article I found on cupping because I, because I think this article can explain how to do a cupping a lot better than I can. So then cupping is really considered alternative therapy that uses plastic suction cups to, to stimulate your skin and your skin's muscles. It can be done either on your face or body, but today we're talking about facial cupping. The suction promotes increased blood circulation, which can help relieve muscle tension, promote cell repair, and aid in skin regeneration. It's also been said to improve the flow of your qi, which is a Chinese word meaning life force. Although the practice is deeply integrated in Chinese medicine, some researchers say that the earliest pictorial records originated in ancient Egypt. So let's first talk about facial cupping compared to body cupping. Is it really the same thing? Well, yes and no. Although they're based on the same principles of restoration, facial and body cupping are really very different, meaning that they are executed differently or done differently. 
Facial cups are typically smaller and softer. They're used to gently pull the skin away from the deeper layers of the fascia. This increases blood flow to the area and rejuvenates the skin without leaving cup marks behind. Hopefully, because that is the part that takes a little practice. Now, over time, and I found this really hard to believe until I started practicing it myself, over time, this practice improves the complexion and diminishes fine lines and wrinkles. Yes, it really does, believe it or not. Now, when we talk about body cupping, it's primarily used to alleviate aches and pains and to detox the body. Cup marks are almost always left behind, but they do serve a purpose. They serve to tell the practitioner or give the practitioner a diagnosis of your health or how much stagnetic waste your body has. The size, shape, and color are said to reflect the amount of stagnation or toxic waste buildup. These marks do fade as your lymph system detoxes the waste. All right, then, so let's go back to the topic of facial cupping. All right, so let's talk here for a minute about how cupping works. The suction from the cups actually pulls the blood up into the area of the skin underneath the cup. This saturates the surrounding tissue with fresh blood and promotes new blood vessel formations. Cupping also promotes sterile inflammation. Sterile inflammation is a form of pathogenic free trauma. With cupping, it results from mechanical trauma. This vacuum-like suction separates different layers of tissue, resulting in a microtrauma and tearing. This triggers an anti an anti-inflammatory response, flooding the area with white blood cells, platelets, and other healing aids. In simpler terms, this means that you're slightly traumatizing the skin, which then stimulates the body's natural healing process and rejuvenating process. So then the benefits you get by facial cupping is that it will increase the oxygen-rich blood circulation, strengthen the skin and the skin's connective tissues, stimulate the cells responsible for collagen production, and relax muscle tension. This, in turn, will brighten the skin, minimize the appearance of scars, fine lines, and wrinkles, tone the chin, jawline, neck, and decollete, decrease puffiness, regulate oil production, and improve nutrient delivery and product absorption which is exactly what this very simple treatment did for me. It pulled that gentle 2% retinol down into the deeper layers of my skin and actually gave me a chemical peel. My skin right now looks firmer and healthier than it has in a long time. However, I do not recommend that you put any type of acid on the skin after doing a cupping facial. I would use an organic soothing moisturizer for a few days after doing a cupping because it will intensify any aggressive treatment that you do to your skin after a cupping. Because if you or your client do not understand exactly what's going on, it can be very scary. Cupping, a facial cupping in itself is a fairly aggressive treatment. 
So keep that in mind. Now, you may be wondering if facial cupping will leave bruises on your face. Well, it really shouldn't. However, if the cups are left in one place too long, bruising may occur. The trick is to keep the cups moving smoothly over the skin quickly. Discolorations can occur within five seconds of just leaving the cup on a little bit too long in one area. I am planning in the future to share some videos with you on exactly how to do cupping and probably some other treatments that you might be interested too. So keep your eye out for my videos. I will, I will let you know when they become available. Although facial cupping is generally considered safe, minor side effects are possible. They can happen typically during or immediately after the treatment. You may experience temporarily dizziness, lightheadedness, nausea, or cold sweats. I have done at least a 100 of these treatments on my client. So far, luckily, I've seen none of these side effects. You would want to avoid using the cupping facials during or on broken skin or inflamed skin. This would include active breakouts, rashes, or sores. You can do facial cupping at home. In fact, I have a link in the show notes to the exact facial cupping kit I bought from Amazon. However, you may find it easier to relax under the care of a professional. This may allow for a more even application. And of course, seeing a professional also ensures that the proper technique is followed. If you decide you want to try cupping at home, ask your practitioner for guidance. They can answer any questions you may have and may be able to recommend a reputable at-home kit. I did a lot of research, and the kit that I recommended is on Amazon. Not very expensive. It was very inexpensive, but came with a lot of recommendations from other estheticians who had been doing the practice for years. The link in the show notes will lead you to the Amazon facial cups that I bought. They're called Lure Essential Glam Facial Cuppings is the proper name. These facial cups come with complete instructions and a video. I definitely would recommend that you buy the silicone cone-shaped cups because the glass cups come with a bulb that when you're trying to sanitize them in between facials, they can catch bacteria up in the bulb, whereas the cone-shaped ones are much easier to use and extremely easy to sanitize. Because of the silicone material they're made of, all you have to do is wash them with soap and water. There are a variety of different cupping kits you can use. Some cups are made from hard plastic, while others are made from a soft gel-like substance. Both are equally affected. So it's ultimately up to your personal preference. You should always follow the instructions on your cupping kit. I'm just going to share with you today some real quick guidelines, some general steps to follow. The first thing you want to do, of course, would be to wash your face and gently pat it dry. And then lightly massage your face with your hands just to release a little bit of tension. Facial oils are optional, but I would definitely apply a light layer to your skin because it will help decrease your risk of bruising as you move the cups. Start by applying a small cup to your chin and around your mouth. Leave the cup in place for just a quick second. Then move upwards towards a new area. 
You can swap smaller cups for larger cups as needed, alike when you get to your forehead. Continue until you have successfully cupped all desired areas. Once you've gone over all the areas, wipe the oil off and then apply a serum, something like a peptide or maybe a hyaluronic serum, and a gentle moisturizer. Remember, cupping increases the absorption of your products, so be careful what you put on your face after you do a cupping. You may notice minor redness and irritation afterwards. This is normal, but should subside within a few hours. You may want to do your cupping at night so that any irritations that occur will be gone by morning. The Allure Kit does come with large cups and small cups. The smaller cups work best on sensitive areas, including under your eyes and eyebrows, along your nose and T-zone, and around your mouth. The larger cups work best on larger areas of the skin, such as your forehead, cheeks, along your jawline, and décolleté. Now, if you would prefer to have it done professionally and you would like to find a provider of facial cupping, you can do so by doing a simple Google search for local acupuncturists who specialize in facial rejuvenation. There is also something called Acupuncture Today. It's a leading news outlet for traditional Chinese medicine. They offer an online directory of Chinese medicine practitioners throughout the U.S., You can refine your search to look for local practitioners who specialize in cupping or facial acupuncture. There is also something called cuppingtherapy.org, which hosts an international directory of acupuncturists and other practitioners who specialize in cupping. As with any treatment, you should set up a consultation before your session. Take this time to ask about their credentials, where they had their training in the facial acupuncture, and how long they've been practicing this modality. Your overall experience will depend on your individual provider style of practice. If your provider offers facial cupping only, your session may be as short as 10 minutes. If they pair the cupping with another therapy, your session may last up to 35 to 45 minutes or more. If someone is coming to see me just for a facial cupping, I do some general balancing points on the hands and feet, and then a facial massage, and then the facial cupping. I will also add a hyaluronic serum and then a soothing mask. And since anything I put on the skin after a facial cupping is going to be absorbed into the deeper layers, I make sure everything I put on the face afterwards is organic and chemical-free. I have my clients come in once a week for a treatment for about 6 to 10 weeks and then once a month just for a maintenance. The bottom line here is facial cupping promotes circulation, may help minimize the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, decreases puffiness, firms the skin, and more. You can experiment with facial cupping at home. But it really may be best to reach out to an experienced practitioner for the first session. They can answer any questions you have and may be able to offer additional guidance on your skincare needs. I do free skincare consultations online. So if you think that's something you may be interested in, feel free to contact me, Deanna, at beautyradionetwork.com. Now, if you liked what I share with you today, 
and you'd like to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, I do have a link in the show notes. You can click on that link and subscribe to the monthly newsletter where you can get monthly news on the latest trends in health and beauty and some do-it-yourself home remedies to make yourself beautiful. Until next week, take care. Beauty Advisor is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com.